Hello, uh, everybody, and welcome back to another edition, another episode of Luke Who's Watching. Today, I'm going to be talking about the 2009 film Avatar. Yeah, directed by, uh, directed and written by Jim Cameron, starring, what's the name? Sigourney Weaver, old Ripley, uh, Zoe Saland. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. Sam Worthington, who's not worth it. Stephen Lang, oh, he's the thug guy. And, um, yeah, other people. So, oh, Scott Lawrence. Oh, that dude. I saw him and I was like, I know that guy from something. And he was like, oh, I'm here just doing things. And, yeah. Anyway, now, let me start off by saying that I went into this film not particularly interested in watching it. And you might be thinking, well, why did I watch it for? Because it's on my watch list. Okay, it is a film I've had for a long time and never watched it. And the podcast is is a way for me. I've I've just it's it's a way for me to watch films, get around to films, um, and watch films that I've had for a long time, uh, or, or or I have been meaning to watch for a long time. And this is. Maybe not necessarily a film I've been meaning to watch for a long time, but one I've uh, had for a long time. And I've got a hair in my cup of tea, and I'm not happy about it. Anyway, so let's get into... Let's. I'll just share what I've got written down. I've got two or so pages of um, notes here. So it's, oh, his voice has got a voiceover to start, and there's various voiceovers. I'm not really interested in voiceovers, so, you know, we've got a bit of that. What's this here? Oh, yeah, so basically Sam Worthington, uh, his his character he, he's a twin and his brother apparently was going to do his job but something happened to the brother and they got Sam Worthington in and there's like a bit of a there's I've got here contract negotiation this is at the start of a film and yeah it is because I'm going through it in a linear fashion and they're like oh you know you've got this job for you go do this Ooh, and he's like yeah whatever um <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's like a military sort of setup. Anyway, so there's a scene that they're travelling to, um, Starfleet Command or whatever the base is called, Alpha Strike One, I don't know, their their base. And I noticed, I've got written here, all dudes. They're all dudes. Actually, I think there might be one military lady. This is, like, when they're travelling. And then later on we meet, like, the sassy, um... Uh, pilot, and we've got Sigourney Weaver. So there's at least three women, human women, in this film. Like there's the uh, the avatars. What are they? I don't know. The Blue Goblin says female versions of them. Um, but yeah, so it's a dude fest. Then there's a mild. This is probably the most unexpected thing, I guess you could say, in the film. And that is, we find out our main character slash hero, hero is the least term, main guy is uh, in a wheelchair. So, yeah. Cool. What? Oh, yes. <laughs> and we there's one of the nerdy guys. Oh, nerdy guys. Anyway, so we meet a character called Norm. And when we first meet Norm, I've got written here, Dennis Hopper in Apocalypse Now. Because he has like a red shirt on with like a brown sort of 
brown leathery vest thing on. And he has, I'm sure he has a camera with him. I don't know, but he's got like a satchel of stuff. And I'm like, that's old mate Dennis Hopper right there from Apocalypse Now. And I just thought, and to that point, I thought, well, I was thinking, is this film going to be like Apocalypse Now? A bit, like, that's just, that is a weird mood. Like, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's a very interesting, crazy film. And it's long like this one. But let me tell you this. This is, even though Apocalypse Now is a very long film, I want to, I want to watch it. I feel, because there's like a bit of a reveal. Like, who's this colonel we're, we're going upstream with Martin Sheen to see? We don't know anything about him, but when we meet him, there's like there's something to look forward to, right? Whereas in this film, it's there's nothing to look forward to in it. I will look. It's technically very good. Um, that said, some of the effects I do have written down here. Some of the effects, the effects. Uh, I, I thought some were a bit shaky. But technically, it's a very good film. But as in the story, if I can call it that, it's pretty cut and paste. And that's not really that good at all. Anyway, um, yeah, so Norm, Dennis Hopper, Apocalypse Now, and all that. Then we see Sigourney. Weaver, she's like the main scientist lady, and she goes to some twerpy guy who's putting golf. Like he's doing a bit of putting. Now there is a continuity. I've been, I was aware of this continuity issue before, but there is a continuity issue here, and it's quite noticeable, depending on where you're looking. Yeah. So the twerpy guy puts a ball right into his mug. Now, as we see him setting up his putt, he throws the ball in there that he's about to putt, and to his um, right, I guess you could say, screen left. When you're looking at it, it's screen left. There are two balls, golf balls, close together, right? It's like he's got a little group, and he's pulled one out of the group to putt it. So he putts it into his mug, goes and gets it, and then Sigourney Weaver's coming in. And when we go back, we see the shot again, now, the two balls that were to camera left in the little group are now not together. So it's like one has been moved to um, for him to be ready to putt, but he doesn't move any. He putts, it goes, gets the one out of the cup. He goes back, and then the two balls that were together are no longer. So I don't know, some gypsy stuff happening there. Um, yeah, so I got here, you know, yeah, also... Just noticed some effects looked looked pretty good, and other ones I, I thought some did look a bit shaky. If I'm honest, a little bit, yeah, not so great. Um, okay, so Sigourney Weaver and what's his name, the weird Norm and um, Sam, they get into these. It's like a tan bed, you know, those things you go get a tan, you lay in it. It's like a, a tanning coffin. Anyway, they get into these, and what that does, it then creates an avatar on this particular planet, I guess. Anyway, they're investigating stuff. Sigourney Weaver's a scientist, and she wants to get interesting stuff. Anyway, 
So old Sam Worthington, he gets chased by like some wild cat thing. It's an awful chase scene as well. Oh, it's so bad. And I thought they've had to they've had to manufacture this. There's they don't have any there's you know if you're doing a chase scene for example with a vehicle, there are limitations as to what the car can do. So you are hindered on on well on things you can do, but I think since that since the ability to have things CGI has come in. It has it has made things like chase scenes worse. They are awful, and this one's pretty bad because at one one moment we're there, we're seeing like Sam is running towards us, and then next next minute we're behind him, and I've watched a few videos on YouTube and things like video essays about chase scenes, and they always talk about geography and making sure you uh, uh, allowing the viewer to have some sort of grasp as to where the two individuals are in the chase and where they are in in the particular space and this just a it's it's so bad it's not very good at all uh i'd give the chase scene half a toilet roll i reckon anyway so basically sam gets left behind um, and then there's a bit there where he has to survive a bit. And when I was having thoughts at this point, he gets left behind. And I thought to myself, what's probably going to happen is that he's going to be, he's going to befriend the locals and it's going to be like some sort of betrayal double cross at some point. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you know about what happens with that. Anyway, so he, um, oh, and I've got written here, and this does happen later on, but I thought if they've left him behind, can't they just take him out of the, like, out of the tanning bed to get him back? Like his avatar, we find out, will just collapse later on. But at least they've got him physically back. I just thought that was a bit... Silly. Anyway, so the locals uh, captured him. He was saved by one of the local warrior gals. She took him back and he was sort of captured. And what happens? Oh, he goes to bed in like a cocoon thing because they're like, oh, you're going to train with us or whatever. And then, you know, they wake him up. They open up the tanning bed and they get him and his avatar sort of goes to sleep. When I was like, okay. Why couldn't I have just done that in the first place? So basically, now what happens is the humans want like magical, I don't know, coal or whatever from this planet because apparently it's worth money. We don't particularly, it's not particularly understood why they actually, do they need it? I mean, if a liberal's going to build a coal power station and they need thermal coal which they can only get from this planet to power it i don't know it's not really explained anyway um so what is what happens is the main sort of goon he's not really a goon but the main i suppose he turns into the main villain but the main colonel army dude's like oh yeah you go this is what you're gonna do for us you're gonna infiltrate these 
um, the blue people uh, because where their big tree is, that's where you know the biggest deposit is, and you've got three months to do it. So he's basically like a double agent sort of thing at this point. Fun stuff, fun times. This is old mate Sam. Now, um, oh, and I've also got <laughs> got written here. What happens to his avatar when he's like awake or like in the human world? Uh, which is which? Basically, the avatar just collapses because we see that later on. There's a few instances later on in the film where we're like, "Oh, we've got to get him. Oh, we've got to get him out of that simulation or whatever," and um, he just he just collapses. So, there's a thought. Hmm. I've just thought about something. We'll get to it later. Anyway, so there's a bit of a training montage. Um, Sam training, Sam training with the, the avatars to become one of them, and uh, more voiceover stuff. Now I've got written here too. He's going to have to choose between the human life or being an avatar, and that may happen near the end of the film. What a plot twist! Twist. I've got, oh yeah, and he's such a jock as well. I've got written here. Such, he's like he's ah, oh, geez, he's a twerp at times. I just hate him. But he is like a big tough, you know, marine guy or whatever. Also, for somebody who apparently is like a marine or an army guy and in a wheelchair, I thought his arms were a bit thin. I could have been a bit thicker. I'd have thought. Excuse me, just for a second. I'm going to have a sip of my Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea, not a sponsor of this podcast, but if you want to be, gives a call. Um. Hmm. What? Oh, right. Interesting. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. So the way the avatars um, connect with nature, I'll say that, is that they, they all have ponytails, nice plaits. My voice is gone. They all have ponytails in nice plaits. And they get their ponytails and there's like, tentacles of sorts come out of them and then they can you know connect that with the nature and other animals and whatever um around now because all the avatars right have tails i did think to myself why can't they connect using their tails okay then they can have more diversified hairstyles because they've either got like long hair or like cornrows happening and i thought Hmm, maybe they could have some more diversified hair, some hairstyles. Now I thought that could be that could be interesting. Oh, and then there's a, a saucy. I was getting some Lion King vibes out of this. There was some saucy like Lion King sort of love scene, if you could say that, where um, Sam lays with the Emperor's daughter. And all that, you know. He swoons a bird. Um, oh, okay. Then the double cross happens. <laughs> Which is, basically, his three months are up. He, ha- he hasn't, like, negotiated, because he's apparently supposed to negotiate, like, a deal. So the locals move out, and the annoying humans can take over. But they don't have... Um, there's no, but there's nothing to negotiate in a way because the humans don't have anything that the um, 
locals or the indigenous have, um, which is interesting. So that'd be interesting, actually. Um, um, <clears throat> it would be interesting... Um, to be in a, in a negotiating situation where one side wants something the other side has, but the other side don't care at all for what the other party has. That'd be an interesting negotiating situation. Anyway, so they expli- they, anyway it escalates. It escalates into um, that the, uh, the human thugs are, are just going to, blow the crap out of the um the tree the big tree because that's where all the, the the magical coal stuff's under so um yeah so they just blow it up and they're pretty i've got here cavalier about um uh civilian casualties which they are yeah they're pretty pretty ca- it's like oh you know whatever we'll just blast it and they'll Get out of there. So we're pretty cavalier about that. And I've also got here, surely there's some uh, war crimes have been... They've got to be war criminals. I like to get them down to The Hague um, on, on some um, war crimes, I reckon. They'd probably stick the humanoid military people. They'd probably be, probably be done. Now, um, so what happens is... Old Sam and Sigourney Weaver and what's his name, the third dude, Norm, get locked up in military prison, I'll call it that. While the um, the blue people burn and their livelihood burns. But anyway, so the sassy pilot, I'm not sure what her name is, but she's, she's a bit spicy. You might even say that she is um, a little bit uh, spice trader. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, look, she she say she and uh, Max stage an escape. Now, so they get from where the little prison is. They run through various corridors and get out to like the hangar, and they get into a aircraft and fly off. Now there is no guards. There is no security. There is no nothing. How lax is this apparent, technically advanced, like military? They don't. Have, they've got like one guard at the prison. She takes him out, and then they just run through there. Like okay. Anyway, however, they get into the plane and they take off. Uh, the old gritty colonel guy comes out with a gun and starts shooting at his own aircraft. Okay. Uh, during all this, Sigourney Weaver gets injured, which isn't great at all. But, um, yeah. So, old Sam's like, how am I going to get the, uh, the blue people back on side? So he goes and slays the unslayable dragon thing, uh, and that makes him like you know the chief of the universe or something or other. So they're all like, "Okay, we'll, we'll back you in, son." And they try to save uh, Sigourney Weaver. Unfortunately, they can't. Ripley dies. Ripley dies, which is sad. 
Um, anyway, so then what they do is they get all, they go around and recruit all the other clans, all the other groups of um, blue, mate, all the other groups of avatars. And they all get together. Um, <clears throat> and then there's just a huge, big showdown. A big showdown for... Um, Excuse me. Just yeah, a big showdown with the uh, humanoid military goons uh, to um, um, save the uh, what do you call it? To save the planet, I guess. Really. Anyway, so it all looks dire. Like they're going okay, and it just goes tits up. Um, as it seems to do in any battle. But then uh, nature comes and the, some of the crazy creatures and things we see earlier in the film come and save the day. And um, human, the human army is defeated. Their explosives that they're going to drop on something or other um, didn't get out of their aircraft and blew, blew that up. And... Um, Mm. Oh, there's a scene there. The main army guy, he gets he gets on like his sleeves on fire, and he's just casually like, and his his little spaceship thing is on, is it's burning and, and going down. And he's just casually like strolling around, gets into a robot thing, and he just casually brushes the fire off. Which I was like, that's that's stupid. Oh, that that's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, but it's like, oh, yeah, he's just a casual, tough guy. I mean, I don't care how casual or, quote, tough you are. You, like, there's no urgency about what he's doing. It's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, okay, she's going down, but I'll just get strap myself into this robot thing. Oh, I'm on fire. I'll just brush that off. Okay, whatever. Um, Yeah. So, things happen. There's a showdown between Sam and... Uh, the main military thug and, you know, he uh, sort of survives. His gal saves him. And, um, yeah, they win. So, there you go. I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, and the, the movie's over. I feel that. I haven't really expanded too much on, on what I've got written here, which you could probably, but, you know, as I did say, I wasn't really overly excited about watching the film. And look, it's just, I've got written here, you know, it is far too long, this film, and I really think it could be, uh, it goes, I think, two and a half. It, like, they could easily knock an hour off it. Easily, I feel. It just, it is far too long. And also, how's old mate Jim going to get a sequel out of this? Because it's sort of like, everything's like resolved at the end. There's not really any, there's no reason for a second film. Or even for this to be made into some sort of film franchise. Anyway, I'm going to give it three out of five toilet rolls. Basically because of the technical aspects of the film... Like, it's, it's, hmm, it seduces you with its looks, but it's no substance to it. It's like, it's like uh, being attracted 
to a really attractive person, but they've just got no personality. This is what this film is. Looks good, but you can't have a conversation with it. At least a stimulating one. That was That's what I think. Um, now it's time for the travel tips segment and uh, my man on the ground. My man on the ground. Uh, what's his name? Posh Spice. Spice. Oh, this is awful. Spice Trader, my man on the ground in Florida. Uh, reckons that the Pandora Island um, in the Animal Kingdom area at Disney World is worth going to at night when it's all lit up. So go there. And also go to the Nomad Lounge where you can get uh, some of the better drinks at Disney. So that's some hot travel tips for you. When you can travel, here's a spoiler. I'm probably never going to go to Disney, so there you go. But yeah, back to the film. I could, I could just feel how it was going to go. You know, there's got, he's going to get, Sam's going to get involved with the um, avatars, and he's going to want to save them, and he's going to want to stay with them, and that is exactly what happened. Like, that's exactly what happened. And you could feel it coming. So as regards to the story, it is generic, boring, predictable stuff. Right, it's a romance. He's like telling lies. There's a sort of double cross. The people who sent him to do the job aren't happy. They want to get rid of him. He goes back. He saves them all. Human, The human race is defeated, right? That's... I was like, this is probably what's going to happen. And it did. But it looks good. That's all that this film has going for it. It looks good, but it is a crap, boring story. Don't watch. It's like it's not worth the time. I don't think. It's just, it it is uninteresting. There's no stakes. Well, there is stakes, but there's no, there's no stakes to the stakes, if that makes any sense. There's no real... There's no, it's just, there's no surprises. It is not a good movie. I'm saying it, it's not a good film. If it didn't look as good as it did, it would be, I mean, I was thinking two and a half, I thought, oh no, I'll give it three because of the, um, because because of its technical production value. But if it didn't have that, it'd be like a, it'd be a solid two. Really? I'd like it's not a great movie. There you go. Controversial. The world's one of the world's largest grossing films this is a crap film. Don't watch it. This is probably the first is this the first movie I've said don't watch? It probably is. What else have I um the term review is a loose term. I think I might have even said, yeah, John Wick's worth watching. But like yeah, don't watch this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Also this is, I had a thought of this, actually, I had, well, when I was talking uh, to you, I was like, oh, yeah, how about that? So I had a thought. Now, when everybody's in the the um, tanning beds, my understanding is the only way they can get let out or get out of them is if somebody um, 
lets them out. There's like a big button and it like, because we see it a couple of times, there's a button and it like, uh, somebody hits the button and they get taken out of the the, 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 the Avatar world. Now, there's a scene there where Norm, he gets himself out of his tanning bed by himself. How did he do that? Did his avatar... What happened to his avatar? His avatar might have died, so does that mean he he woke up? So then he could push himself out. That probably explains it. And also near the end of the film, old Sam, his tanning bed gets damaged by the main army goon and he's sort of like in and out between the two realities, if you could say use that terminology. And he... I was well and truly switched off at this point, but he gets himself out he must he obviously he has to get himself out by himself because he goes to put a oxygen on and he can't get it but his gal's like oh come back to me and she goes inside they have like a portable office but they use at various points she goes into that and there's he's the only person there um and she puts She's obviously very astute. She thinks she, she's like, oh, this mask, he must need it on his face. So she puts it on him and he comes back to life in human form. So, yeah, I guess you can only get out of the bed. The bed. You can only get out of it by in, on your own accord if your avatar dies, I guess. Anyway, yeah, that's Avatar, everybody. Um, this has got to be the shortest episode ever. Not much to say. I like a lot. It's a, it's a bit like um, now. Was it when I talked about Casino Royale? I was like, a lot of things happen in this film without anything actually happening. If that makes any sense, like Casino Royale is probably worth watching because it's a bit loopy. This really, I don't think is. <laughs> anyway, everybody, um, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, next time. I might talk about another episode of Columbo. I might see if I can get a guest on for that. I don't know. I might push it back. Who knows? Anyway, um, everybody, thank you very much for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll catch you all in the, well, next episode. This tea's making me want to burp and cough and all sorts of things. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, everybody, thank you very much. And uh, I'll uh, see you, catch you all uh, later. Bye.